0: Okay, welcome to episode five of the Stain Swancast. Um, joined this week by chairman of the club Steve Leach, senior rugby league John Kelly, and director of rugby Nick also. Now, obviously different voice this week. My name is Stu Matthews, I'm a guest host for this week. We're gonna to speak to these three guys, just to sort of see what makes them them, bring them to the table, give them a chance to just explain who they are, what makes them tick. So we're gonna start with the very first question. Just very quick explanation of who you are and what it is you do at the club. Nick, do you want to start?
1: I can, I can start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, those of you that listen regularly will recognise my dulcet tones. Uh, I'm Nick. Also, um, I am the uh, senior senior coaching team's lead coach, and I am the director of rugby, as recently appointed, very excitingly and and surprisingly to me, to be honest. Um, what what that means is that I get involved with the coaching of the of the senior men as as part of a really really awesome coaching team, and I'm also responsible for everything that's rugby related. So um, that is eight age groups in the juniors and minis, uh, one Colts group, and the senior men. There's also uh, a strong possibility that we'll have a, a small girls section at Staines going into 2020-2021, uh, uh, so that's really exciting to me. Um, I, I'm here, as far as I'm concerned, to support the volunteers, so that's coaches, first aiders, um, people that work in the clubhouse as well as the players. Um, I'm going to gonna look a lot at recruitment of players, particularly down in the younger age groups, and um, I'm hoping to to get some some element of streamlining across the club from the oldest to the youngest so that everybody speaks the same language of rugby or the same language, um, whether it's the language of rugby, uh, we'll see. And um, everybody understands what it means to be part of Staines Rugby Club. Who's next?
0: John, with you?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go next. Can I go? Can I go
0: now? Yeah, go for it.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, my name's John Kelly. I look after the uh, senior side of the rugby from a, a managerial point of view. Um, my tasks are varied and plenty. Um, I just to sort of look after the boys. I look after the kit. I provide them with everything they need on a Saturday. Uh, home and away. The way sometimes is a little bit challenging, but that's the part, part of the job. Um, I'm responsible for looking after the kit, washing it, making sure they've got everything. Um, I also help with the safeguarding, looking after with the Queen's ladies on a Saturday. I'm also down on a Tuesday and a Thursday evening. Uh, From a training point of view, just to have a little sneaky peek at how you're all doing, really, and how things are going on, and touching base with Sam, our physio, um, as to how things are from an injury point of view, um, what worries we have, uh, touching base with our fantastic coaching team, I might add. and the chairman and anyone else that's uh, around. Um, I've been with the club quite a few years. I've been through quite a few coaches over the years too. Um, It is challenging. It is also Nick's, the end of Nick's first season as well. Um, Personally, I, I, I... think he's done and the coaching team I think have done very very well.
0: Okay hold your thoughts on that one a little bit we're going to come back to that in a couple of questions.
2: Okay is that me done on my general
0: duty? Steve over to you.
3: So I'm Steve Leach uh, club chairman coming to the end of my third year in that role Uh, before that I held a couple of other roles of comms and first team management uh, alongside uh, some previous coaches. Been with the club since I was six years old, uh, had a, a break away from rugby in between that. Uh, and what I do for the club is vast and varied, I suppose. Um, be it running the, the accounts and making sure that we're, we've got the right money in the right places to stay behind the bar, making sure people can get served or, as it's been this year, putting the boots on so that we've got someone in the front row. Uh, which I've enjoyed immensely, uh, and down on a, a Sunday supporting my brilliant wife who coaches in the minis. Something that I would never do myself. Um, I did try it when I was younger, uh, but she's got far more patience than I have for the kids around around, uh, and she's brilliant with it. Uh, and whatever I can do to support her is is what I'm there for in my role, not only as a husband but as the chairman of stage Rugby Club. Uh, it's been a great year for me. Uh, There's been a bit of fun around um, and I, I've loved being part of the playing group again. It, it's been a, a great time for me and it was a real shame the season came to an end when it did because uh, it was a, a wave that was building nicely.
0: Yeah, everything was falling just into place at the right time and then everything stopped. We've already started touching on it, so obviously the first thing I wanted to look at was sort of that review of last year. What things have we taken away from it? What lessons have been learned? What were the strengths? What were the, the positives that you took away from it? Because there it's sort of a hint about the results at times didn't go the way they wanted. It was Nick's first season in. We had a new coaching setup. So each of you in turn, what did we take away from it? What were the good bits? What were the bits that we sort of look back on and go, right, this is where we build on next season?
1: Cool. Well, shall I kick off again just to keep things normal?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, like like Stu says, last year was my first year uh, as part of Stain's Rugby Club. Uh, I was very excited to be involved. Um, I I have a, a reasonable amount of experience here and there, um, but th- this will be my first proper uh, head coach's role. Um, I, I came into pre-season. We came into pre-season, all guns blazing. I distinctly remember a day when it, the temperature in the car was reading 39 degrees. When we were down at pre-season last year, uh, it was really exciting. It was high tempo. There, there was lots of fun and some great numbers. Um, we, we built, we built through that. We, we had a, a little bit of a trial with some, some unexpected injuries that no nobody could have foreseen really beyond the fact that it was rugby um we, which I think knocked the stuffing out of us a little bit um, we be, we became a quite developmental side with lots of lots and lots of exciting youth in the team um lots of our our experienced players had had um, had to be sidelined through injury so um the the development was amazing it was great to see uh some new players to the club some young guys uh, players like Tom Perriman, who who we met last week, and um, some guys coming back like Nathan Lee and um, Jack Morey, who are young players coming coming through. It was really exciting to see them step up and take that role alongside the you know the the experienced um, stained stalwarts that that kept us going. You know, I don't think I I have shared my appreciation enough of of guys like uh, Fraser who was pretty much the first name on the team sheet every every week uh, guys like Leey who um, despite being by his words nearly as old as me um, put his boots on and and joined back into the into the playing playing team with with abandon and, and added a, a real experience um, we we had a pretty tough uh, first half of the season I think um, from a from a playing point of view it was it was quite difficult to keep um, enthusiasm up at times but I think the the guys were amazing in their um, their keenness to to buy into the weird and wonderful ideas that I throw out there um, namely the the viking night where we didn't play any rugby we just uh, threw axes at stuff and played some Viking strongman games uh, the guys really bought into that they seemed to seem to enjoy doing something a bit different um, and considering what was going on 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 Saturday school boards I think that was that was really remarkable of them it would have been very easy for them not to be that resilient um, as we came came into the second half of the season uh, we started to hit our straps to be honest it was it was looking good unfortunately Northholt God love them were um, were the catalyst perhaps where we worked out that we could run tries around them and that's what we did. And the guys, the guys responded really well to the information that was put in front of them by the opposition, which was great. And, and like both Steve and Stuart said, the the momentum was building. I think we were all really excited about what was going to be the last league match of the season uh, and potentially was going to be a, a decider in the in the plate competition at the bottom of the league so that could have been really cool unfortunately other things got in our way and we find ourselves where we are but yeah that's that was my my review it was a it was a tough season it's a a season where i'd worked really hard on my resilience um, simon amor said the other day uh, on the webinar he did for the rfu he said that um, you have to be resilient to be a coach that's that's at times been a weakness of mine but i've worked really hard on that and and i, I think it's improving um, the the strengths that i that i think that i've picked up this year um, if you'd asked me last year what my strengths were i would have said that i had good people skills and good leadership skills um, i i think that i still think that that may have been true in some situations but i think that I've learned that, that they need developing and I think I am working really hard on developing them going forwards. And I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to to keeping developing from that point of view. Um, I'm also really, really keen on setting a, a precedent and an environment where people are, are prepared to learn from their mistakes. People are prepared to make mistakes, um, w- without a fear of failure. So, um, on that, I, I had a conversation last night with one of the senior players and he brought to my attention a mistake that I've made throughout the season that I wasn't aware of and I, I'm I'm devastated because I feel like I've let some players down. But all I can do from that is learn from it and I'm already speaking to the coaching team and we're, we're putting plans in place to hopefully ensure that that sort of thing doesn't happen again. And that was my okay. season in a nutshell, quite a big nutshell.
0: JK, you've already mentioned you've, you've seen your way through a fair number of coaches. So, obviously, last season, you've seen head coaches' first seasons quite often. What was your takeaway from last year for you with within your role?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've. It's very strange when you get a new coaching team come in. Um, they're uh, trying to get all their plans sorted out and put into place. Uh, And each coach that you meet is very, very different. Um, But They all have one thing in common at the end of the day. And that is the the love of the game. Um, and, And Nick has pointed out some really, really wonderful things. And I remember when he first came that night for the trials, um, I remember watching him. and I remember watching the others. And they, even though they were quite good, the other chaps that, that came down, there was something different about Nick. And it was kind of refreshing. It was refreshingly different. Um, Risqué, but very different. You know, um, yeah, it it, it it you know he had this um, he's got this thing about him, but he still has it now, and it, it's just um, he most probably will will tell you, you know, he's I, I, I think the chap's quite reserved, but when it comes to rugby, he he's not at all. I, I really think um, the coaching team that are around him um, are really quite it's one of the best coaching teams we've had for a very long long time and I, and I've been through quite a few and I and I and I've seen them work and this is the first coaching team that I've actually seen wanting to work together okay. there, there's no personal one agenda from one or the other of the coaches it it's not that they're doing it as a team and they're not frightened to say things to each other. Whereas before, our coaches were pretty much individual chaps and they wouldn't share anything with you. And, of course, the worse things got, the more they went and hid. Well, I don't think Nick's like that.
0: No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that from, from my point of view, I remember the, the most risque thing Nick hit the ground running with was the, the swear box for the word training. That training was banned. It was practiced, and the look. Well,
2: that's always there. scary for players, Stuart, isn't it? It was it's always Tuesday the word Saturday. "training." <laughs> <laughs> no, not the swear box, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it took a little while to get used to that word, uh, practice, instead of training. You know that that was one, one, one of the things you had to get your head round. You know, and you had to actually think before you actually said, oh, practice." <laughs> you know. Um, but these are the, these are the little things that, that that he's that he's brought, you know. And and logically, when you think about training and practice, they're two different things. Yeah, you uh, know. That's very but true. but they 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 they've they brought something really refreshing, and what I think is really good is it hasn't stopped at the senior level. It's actually gone from the senior level all the way down through the system, through the through the juniors. Um, and the 17s, you know, it's just fantastic to see. Um, and I'm sure he, they must have been hugely worried at the time by wanting to uh, get these youngsters to come come with us and train on the odd occasion and evening when they could to the point where... They want to do that now more, most probably, than anything else.
0: Having been part of those sessions, the under-17s really do know how to make some of the older boys run. I think it's one of their, their strengths. They can run circles around us, and you really have to change the way that, you, way that you play. Right, Steve, your turn. A review of last season from point of view of, of Chairman. Obviously, you've got a very different viewpoint to, to Nick and, and John. How did, how did it feel for you?
3: I think from the outset last year we did things differently. Um, the first time that I'm aware of that we allowed a senior playing group to more or less appoint their new first team coach, um, which was d- which Nick was successful in, uh, and to be appointed by those guys always puts you on a a challenging book at the offset because that they've obviously got some expectation then for when you come in. Uh, Pre-season went really well, Uh, building really nicely from the barbecue and the nice weather, Uh, and then our traditional drop-off happened and we went from having 30 people in the sunshine to 10 on the first rainy night, I think it was, it wasn't very many, which which makes a coach's job challenging. And when you've got two, three or four coaches on on the paddock, it, it makes it even more so. So i they've to all got their to do. To do
0: at this point then, Steve. Um, one of the, the, the questions that I've been asked by the senior squad is with COVID and all the lockdown, obviously big things being hit on fitness. What is it as a club we're gonna to do to try and recruit new players to avoid that numbers drop off? We've got people now that are trying to be fit, they're trying to be healthy because they've been at home. How are we as a club going to strike while the iron's hot? What we what have we got in the pipeline?
3: so I'll go first on this it's, for me it's not we haven't got a pot of money where we go and recruit people um, what, what we rely on as a community club is the people of our club going out and talking to people um, yeah Nick probably is now heading that up but we all have a responsibility to promote Staines RFC um, and to bring in as as many players as we can be that a four year old of a mate round the corner or 30-year-old guy who's had a couple of years out of rugby or a 17, 18-year-old that's fallen out of love of a, a DPP somewhere that you happen to come across and you can introduce him to the club. Um, we'll, we'll continue with the social media stuff as we do. Things like the new Swancast will help with promotion of the brand as a word. Um, helps um when yogi and success t- of social media YouTube and stuff like that can have on recruitment so I think the days of going out and rounding people up and bringing them down to the club have gone um so but we're trying we're trying new ways of, of putting the brand out there and then whoever sees it is, is more than welcome and I think that's the key bit is that welcome if we don't get the welcome right you can do as much as you want on recruitment if they don't like the the first 30 seconds of turning up at the rugby club, they won't stay. And that's okay. what we need to work on.
0: I'm going to challenge each of you then. I'm going to give you a minute. What is your vision for Staines in the future? Where do you see us going to? What do you see us becoming?
1: You're right. Shall, yep. I, shall I start on that one again? Go on yeah, go on, boss. Okay. Um, so I'd, I've said this a couple of times during the last season, once to the player group and once to a, a much larger and in some places slightly less agreeable group um, but it was all really good so my my goal for Staines is I, I want it to be a place where people want to go and I'll clarify that obviously I want the four-year-olds to want to come and play rugby I want the 44-year-olds to want to come and play rugby i want the 4 year olds parents to want to come and watch the rugby and drink the coffee and chat to the people i want the the 44 year olds children to want to come down and watch their their dad or their mum play and the other thing that i think is is kind of stands out from from traditional is that i want other clubs to want to come to staines rugby club and I don't want them to want to come because they think it's going to be an easy game because actually I remember back to my playing days and I never wanted to go to the places that were going to be an easy game. I wanted to go to the places where it was going to be a battle Royal on the pitch, but that I knew the guy I was propping against and I could have a chat, could have a beer together, could work together. Um, and, and that, he was as keen for my safety at every scrum as I was for his. If that makes sense, um, I still wanted to beat him. I still wanted to win. Definitely want to win, but I want people to to look in the fixtures diary and go, "Oh, excellent! Yeah, we're going to stains twice. Yeah, put those in the diary because they're the games I really enjoy, and they're the people that I really enjoy talking to." So that's my vision for the club.
0: Okay, what about you? What's your vision? Yeah, I'm, I'm.
2: I'm. Uh, I, I'm pretty much the same. Um, looking at the sort of pre-season, I mean, Aldershot and Fleet, I think, were one of the teams we were hoping to go down and visit. I think, I think Stephen, um, I think we sort of agreed with us it would be an away game. Soon as they came up and played here first, and I was talking to Nick about possibly talking to London, London French.
0: I mean, obviously, uh, if it's, there, it's specific fixtures. We don't even know when we're going to be able to pick up a ball together yet. So, but what do you see long term for the club, John? You've obviously been around for a long time. What do I
2: see long term, uh, 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 Matt? I see some very, very good things happening, or, or, or hope they'll happen. But the, the, the recruiting, recruiting dilemma has always been a dilemma, and uh, we've handled it the best that we've could or we could have with um, social media and everything and word of mouth and, and players, present players, bringing players in uh, or letting guys come in and see what we do and then making their minds up from there. Um, I think we still got to keep bashing it. Uh, it's not going to change in the next 10, 15 years. It's still going to be a struggle, but it's something we've, we, we've got to work out to get the players through. We've got some of those young boys coming through, which will be great. Um, from a playing point of view if if all the boys come back that we had uh, last season I don't think we will have any trouble I think that the sides Mill Hill and UCS Old Boys that are now uh, dropped out of one into two we've played and beaten before
0: sorry it will provide us with a new challenge right Mr Chairman I will leave you with the, uh, the last vision statement. Where do you see this club going? Where do you see Staines? And I love the smile on your face as you hear that question.
3: Um, for me, at the outset of when I took this job on, um, the, the aim for me was to make the Reeves a place where people want to come. If it was to play rugby or if it was to come down and sit and enjoy our marvellous views and have a nice cold beer. Um, what I want is our community to know who Staines Rugby Club are and what we offer and um, yeah it would be absolutely fantastic to have a nice competitive first team but we're building and that's going to be a long term plan We, for me to support and nurture the kids that we've got coming through and to make sure that we do the best by them uh, and not use them because we need a player in a side but to to support the guys for a change and, and to make them want to stay for the next 10 years to be the future of the club and then that will be then be shown by a strong mini section hopefully and again they will want to stay for and play their senior rugby for 10, 15 years um, and the ones that are too good for the level of rugby we, we are currently playing then we will nurture them and put them in places where where your environment for them. Um, but ultimately, I just want us to be a community hub and somewhere that people know and
0: want. Right, sounds fantastic. I mean, from a from a personal point of view, uh, Staines is the, the club that I am proud to pull the shirt on for. It's one of the ones that I've been around. And it's more than just a club, it's a family. And I think there are a lot of people at the club that say that. Um, so yeah, it's great to hear such positive things. Gents, it's been brilliant having chat to you tonight. Thank you for your time. Next week, we will have normal service. Nick will be back in the hot seat hosting. So Swancast will be back to its normal sit tones, as Nick mentioned earlier. But a big thank you to John. Big thank you to Steve. big thank you to Nick for today. It's been really good chatting to you all. Really great hearing your vision, your feelings, your passion above everything else. For all things stains, And from my point of view, I know a lot of the boys down at the club can't thank you enough for everything you do and the hours that you spend on us, really, from getting the kit ready to having a coaching plan to having a bar that's clean and staffed and everything else. It really is appreciated. So thank you.